hops, hops, hops. Hoppity hop, hop. Hops in my belly, <coughs> hops in my beer. It's my audio that I'll take Beers and bitters, bitters and beers. Most melons. Unique New York. Unique New York. Kevin Walker. Alex, put your pants back on. Welcome to episode eight of Sauced on Beer Bourbon Barbecue. I'm Kevin, your host, joined here by Alex. What's up, Alex? I'm just happy you got the name of the show right this time. Yeah, this is about the eighth time we've started this podcast tonight, and uh, it's been rough. We're, we're, we're a few cocktails in tonight. Drinks, cocktails. Beverages, tomato, pours. Tomato, tomato. Yeah, so tonight, it's cocktail night. I'm excited. I'm too. You know, we really need someone on the show that is a little more extroverted with their excitement. I think we show our excitement very well. I have had people tell me they disagree with that. I remember specifically right before my wedding, people would ask me if I was excited. And I'm I'm better at verbalizing this now. Because it's not in the moment. Wait, so you're not even talking about this show, people telling you that we're not excited about this show. You're just talking in general. Yeah. Oh, okay. In general. And you said it just like I did. And I I responded that way. Yeah, I'm excited. Oh, okay. And that's, you know, people are like, well, no, you're not. I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? How can you judge my excitement? This is something I feel. You're not acting excited. I'm like, you don't understand my emotional ups and downs. That, That was up. I'm so excited. I'm over the moon. I can't wait. But I don't. Freak out in people's faces about it. I would love to see you freak out in someone's face. That'd be a moment. That would be crazy. Wouldn't it? I'd be fearful for that person's life. I've kind of wanted the opportunity to do that. But that would be such a bad situation that it would come to that point that I really don't want to be in that situation. So we have cocktails tonight. (laughs) Uh, Strong transition. Um We've been uh, enjoying a lovely old-fashioned cocktail and a Four Roses cocktail before we kind of got started tonight to get us going, and we're excited about tonight. We'll we'll share our recipe with you. It's nothing super special, um, except that we made it with Four Roses yellow label, but that's getting ahead of ourselves. Let's back up a little bit. Um, Alex, Alex, what's new this week as you eat your cherry? I'll tell you what. I can say that when I say I'm excited about the holiday season coming up, I am about as excited as I sound for once. And it's not that I don't appreciate the holidays. I love seeing people. It's the um, the minutia. That's probably not the best word. 
that I think it's the logistics. That's the word I was looking for. It's the logistics, the the minutia of the logistics that drives me crazy. But <laughs> all right, context for me. I'm like Remember this is not your therapist couch. We do have to talk about cocktails. I at just some want point. context, okay. all right? I'm three to five weeks out from having my first kid, so I'm just kind of stressed. <laughs> Don't mind my cocktail-induced rambling. Um, things are good. Yeah? We had our first birthing class today, which is probably why it's so forefront on my mind. Yeah, we did that. You, you um, did your breathing? For those of you who are expecting, and it's probably not many of you, given that this is... <coughs> A podcast somewhat focused around alcohol, at least two-thirds of it. Dads may be, you know, having... Yeah, there you go. But If you're expecting, and have not had one before, I've not done a birthing class before, I'd recommend it. Um, it was the most exciting time. It wasn't all helpful, but it was some helpful. Um, maybe not as much for me as it was my wife, so it was nice. So I'd recommend yeah. it. So it was good. I'm That's excited. Good. I'm super excited for That's that. That's good. That's good. Um, and everything that comes with it, so... So, like Alex said, it is the holiday season coming up, um, and I feel like taking just a bottle of bourbon over to my relative's house makes me look like a drunk a little bit. So, I feel like this time of year, it's always nice to have a plan with that bottle of bourbon. Like, there's nothing wrong with just sitting there sipping a, on a fine bourbon or a fine whiskey, but I don't know, just the way my family is and all that... If I was saying, hey, we're going to make cocktails, it'd be much more open to enjoying that with me rather than just, hey, look, there's Kevin sitting on the couch drinking a bottle of bourbon. I guess not a bottle, a glass of bourbon. Yeah, you just put a little fancy bow tie on it and people think it's part of the party. Yeah. So we've got a bunch of uh, three cocktails we're going to try and make tonight. We'll see how time goes. We'll see. I think we're going to do three um, that we're going to look at tonight. Um We've got, you know what? I don't want to say because we might change up that last cocktail. I'm yeah. not 100% sure. Let's we'll see that. what happens. We have two for sure that we're going to do. We're and one do, we've already had. Yeah, which we might make again. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Uh, we're going to have a traditional old fashioned, um, and then we have a, a Sazerac that we're going to make um, that we're pretty excited about. We, we tried Sazeracs last week. Um, we kind of had a planning meeting before this show to kind of talk about what we wanted to do with cocktails and we had a phone call with a listener, um, getting his opinions. Um, shout out to bourbon Sparty or I'm sorry, bourbon CBJ Sparty. That's who it is. There's bourbon Sparty and there's bourbon C CBJ Sparty. Um, and that's Blake over there, and uh, we had a call with him, and Blake, it was fantastic. I'm, I'm sure he's listening. Um, just want to give you a shout-out. We appreciate your, your feedback. Um, we love any feedback. Keep it somewhat nice. We do have feelings. We're very sensitive. Alex is very sensitive. I'm so sensitive right now. Um, we're very sensitive, and we don't want to, you know, end up crying. We're okay with constructive feedback, just not negative feedback. That doesn't make anybody feel good. I feel like this is going to be a really emotional episode. <laughs> I think it's just because we've had so many cocktails already. We haven't had... We've had one cocktail. We had cocktails and then we had pours of bourbon. We've had a cocktail and two to three pours of bourbon. 
good bourbon, though. Yeah, it was great. Okay, so what is a cocktail? Let's just jump in. Yeah. Alex, yeah. you were... This is going to be history time with Alex. Normally, it's history with Kevin. I've done history of Oktoberfest beers. I've done history of IPAs. I'm sitting this one out today. I'm going to be pretending to be on Thanksgiving break. Alex, tell us about cocktails. Well, I wish I'd brought my sweater vest in preparation for this history lesson, but... Maybe Lucas can find some, like, collegiate music, like some, you know, I don't know, like, the alumni, or I don't know. As your body grows Possibly. If you're listening to this, you probably know the answer to that question already. Uh, we'll find out later. So, history of cocktails. I don't know much about them, but here's what I do know. Um, there's a little bit, a little bit, it's up in the air when the term and the... Idea? The idea, yes, thank you. The beverage, um, the concept of a cocktail first came up. Um if we're looking at what we can prove based on what's recorded, uh, it was right at the end of the 1700s, right at the beginning of the 1800s, where we see printed evidence of the word cocktail being used first. Um, I don't remember what the first term was referring to. It wasn't referring to beverages. Um, I think it had something to do with a horse and cutting off the tail. Um, hmm. But since this is not a horse podcast we're not going to talk about that except on kentucky derby day we'll talk about it then. there you go we'll bring it up again then so then it was talking about a cocktail or uh, about a beverage and then um early 1800s it was referring specifically to an alcoholic beverage um and it's just kind of been used as a from what i've found somewhat of a catch-all phrase since then there doesn't seem to be a solid definition of what a cocktail is from what i've found it's mostly just any beverage that contains two or more ingredients, and at least one of those is alcoholic. Okay. It's not a cocktail unless there's alcohol. There have been different times in history, uh, well, the history since then, the last 200 or so years, um, where it's meant not different things, but there's been a little difference in the definition, um, such as the late 1800s. It seems like when someone was referring to a cocktail, um, they were referring to something specifically with bitters in the recipe whereas there would be other mixed drinks but if it was a cocktail it had bitters in it and that's what kind of led to what we know now as some of the more classic traditional long-held cocktail recipes such as the old-fashioned um, which is made with angostura bitters uh, we've got the manhattan um, i don't know what bitters are in there did i, I speak out of here and is that not part of it no, I think that's Well, there is a Manhattan. Yeah, there's a Manhattan. That's another. And that one's made with vermouth. I think it's got bitters. Yeah, I think yeah. it's Angostura bitters. I think that's a rye as well. Like I think you make it either way. Right. But um, I think like a traditional Manhattan is made with a rye whiskey of some sort. Okay. And then there's the Sazerac, which is arguably one of the oldest, if not the oldest, cocktail recipe using a little Angostura and some, how did we decide to pronounce this? Picards. Picard. Picard bitters. Picards. We have a video we're going to watch in a few minutes again to yeah, we'll re-help us. That's how we learn all these words. I, I've, <laughs> I've gotten enough comments from people saying, you need to just learn how to speak English. Really um, 
you know, with names. So I've, I've started resorting to finding as many YouTube videos as I can to learn how to say some of these names. And, and or we just keep it a running joke. But either way, so cocktails were there. Um, we've got a couple other names for more specific kinds of cocktails now, um, such as a highball, which is a disp- distilled spirit and one mixer. So just... Soda, fruit juice. Right. Whatever you want to put in there. Um, And then, um, if you have a distilled spirit and some sort of liqueur, that is a duo. And then if you take a duo and add a mixer, it's a trio. But all of those things, as far as I can tell, are still cocktails. Okay. You can still call them a cocktail. Um, I'm sure there's more definition right now. I'm not a bartender. I've never tried it before. I would sure love to learn how to bartend. We need to get... I've got a friend, actually, who's learning how to be a bartender now. Really? So once we give him a little time, we're going to get him on to, to clarify some of this stuff for us. And if you're a bartender in the St. Louis area and you'd like to come on and teach us how to make more amazing cocktail drinks after this episode, like if this episode just infuriates you with our lack of knowledge about cocktails, <laughs> you are more than welcome to come on. And correct us. And teach us how to make cocktails. Mm-hmm. We would love that. So, definitely. And and that's kind of where it's at. And <clears throat> I haven't had many different kinds of cocktails. Um, but the thing I like about cocktails is the thing that I like about whiskey and bourbon in general is that there's so many different kinds. And there's no right or wrong way to make it. Um, I've looked up old-fashioned recipes several different times. I always get something different. It's the same gist. But there's always something different because everyone wants to try something a little bit different, a little bit new, and that's fun. That's exciting. You can see people's personalities coming on that. And I've, you know, I've had a couple of cocktails with some goofy stuff like egg whites in it. And while that's probably not actually goofy to people who are in it and bartend and have cocktails a lot, but to me that was goofy. But it worked and it was good. I feel like that's a safety hazard. Well, apparently the alcohol kind of burns out whatever could oh. possibly be okay. in the egg white. So. They're allowed to serve it. They served it, so okay, it works. Um, so yeah, get get your favorite bourbon, whiskey, gin, I feel cognac. Like the internet has made cocktails so much easier. Oh yeah, for sure. Because like you can just Google. Like I've been on a couple websites where they just have like, what ingredients do you have? And they'll tell you the closest cocktail you can make with those ingredients. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately for me, starting as a beer drinker. I always thought cocktails were like girly drinks. (laughs) Something my wife would get, you know, because she wasn't a beer drinker. Like a... Like a margarita. Not even a margarita. Like... Not that that is a girly drink. Right. More like a, you know, like a a vodka. And my wife used to get this thing called like a thunderstorm or something like that. St. Louis thunderstorm. Uh, It was vodka and lemonade and something purple, some kind of purple drink. I'm not sure exactly. Maybe it was like purple Kool-Aid. Wine? I don't know. Vermouth? No, it, was, it wasn't It was alcoholic, but like that's what I was thinking. Like something in a martini glass, something like they would drink in like, mm-hmm. I'm going to hate to say this, but Sex in the City. I've never seen a show of it, but I just picture, you know, there's, there's four girls, they go out drinking and... They get fancy foo-foo drinks. <laughs> Unfortunately, that's what I see. Like, I think that, James Bond would have to be you up for that. Yeah, and I would love to go try a, uh, what's he, uh, 
It's shaken, not stern. What is it? Uh, vodka martini. Vodka martini. Like, I would love to go try that. I feel like that is the ultimate drink. But I've also had friends who said, you know, they've ordered that, and it's terrible. Like, it's just, it's disgusting. Yeah, I've had vodka, and I've heard the gist of what's in it, and I don't expect to like it. But who knows? I do, I, like, I do like vodka. I used to just drink it plain. Really? Oh, yeah. That was, it was my beer, then my vodka, then my bourbon. Interesting. Whiskey. I mean, stages. I've had some good vodkas that I wouldn't mind having, but uh, I would never have that as a go-to. Oh, that was like, I'd love it. I, vodka and Coke. I mean. It was fantastic. It was really good. And which is a cocktail. Not that I, no, I just thought I was mixing two things together. Yeah. It's a duo. There you go. Is it a duo? Yes. Or is it a because highball? Coke is not a liqueur. But a Coke liqueur would probably be pretty good. That would be. And then it would have been a duo. So, cocktails. All right. We, we've kind of given you a little bit of background on it. I don't feel like we know enough about it. To No, I don't think we're we not experts either. in it. No, uh, but much less so this than anything else we've ever talked about. And ever. we should have probably gotten an expert on with us, but we kind of felt, you know, let's try it on our own. Well, again, that's... What I'm going to say right now is the cool thing about cocktails is if you've got a drink that you like, a bourbon that you like, whiskey that you like, take it. If you add something to it, try it out. See how the flavors mesh. Kind of experiment with it. I love a good experiment. And see what you think. And you've got a cocktail and you've got a drink and it's fun. And it's you can add to it. It adds to the experience. It's fun. Thinking about the vodka and Coke, there's this running picture on instagram actually not on instagram on facebook right now i'm in a couple bourbon groups where someone has a picture of a pappy van winkle like either the 10 year or like the old van old rip van winkle or like uh one of the 25 years and they have a bottle of coke next to it and they say perfect mixer which they're kidding because like you wouldn't drink that with coke that would be so bad That'd be terrible. But, like, I'm kind of tired of seeing it. Like, it was funny the first time. <laughs> if only because I know how much money you spent on that bottle of Pappy. I thought you were going to say the bottle of Coke. I'd be like, what the heck is wrong with you? <laughs> no. And to pour what costs that much with Coke? <clears throat> Come on. That's blasphemy. You deserve to have your this is why the bourbon. This you. is why the bourbon community thinks it's a joke. Like, it is a joke. <laughs> like, is no a one joke. would do it. It's ridiculous. Somebody but, might do it. No, I hope. Someone dumb. I hope. Please And don't. unsupervised. Please this is don't. why, okay, that, this is exactly why you don't learn how to drink whiskey alone. And I've talked about this before. But who knows? I might have done something stupid like that if I hadn't had you or, or Lucas around me while I was drinking to say like, hey, don't do that. That's stupid. Do it this way instead. I think the price tag on it would derive, you know, push you away from doing that. I mean, but let's just say I'm at someone's house, and they have a bottle, and I'm left to my own devices, and I get that bottle, and somehow I've got Coke, and I'm like, let's try this together. I haven't yeah. had much bourbon before. This will probably come in town. I don't know who this old guy is on the bottle, but let's, let's try it. And then I get shot in the back by whoever owns that bottle, because... This is a nightmare. Uh, New topic. Moving on. This is just, we've gone down this terrible rabbit hole. 
where you're talking about pouring Pappy Van Winkle with Coke. You brought that up. I know, but I brought it up, but you're actually talking about doing it. Let's talk about the history of cocktails. We've talked about the history of cocktails. Let's make some more cocktails. We've talked about the history of the word cocktail. Okay, talk to me about the history of cocktails. You know, now that I say that, I think we have covered most of everything that I had to say People are going to listen to this and think that we are just trash. I'm not sure if we should post this. We're posting this episode. <laughs> we are not trash. We have had a busy week. A busy weekend. This is like the... As a teacher, this is like the craziest time of the year. Like, once Thanksgiving break hits... To Christmas break. Like, it's just madhouse. Like, the kids just lose their freaking minds. So that's why I'm glad I have bourbon this year. Okay, let's make some cocktails. I totally zoned out there. I know. Um, Alex, you've made us a fantastic old-fashioned Thank you. before we started. Let's make another one. You want to do it again? Okay. Yeah, because it was so good. Like, Why not? Let's do it again. So, as I said before... Old fashions and any cocktail, really, can be made a variety of different ways. Um, as long as you've got the base in there and you don't add too, too much, it's it's going to be an old fashioned. Yeah. So that, again, being Angostura bitters, um, sugar or simple syrup or some sort of syrup. And it's so easy to make that, too. So I just want to yeah. throw that out there because like I think some people, they, ha- they think they have to go to the liquor store to buy a simple syrup. Yeah, don't do that. And I've read... Things like, you know, people talking about just making their own. Um, there's a fantastic guy on Instagram. Timmer Gunn is his handle. Tim is his first name. He does these fantastic podcasts and videos about um, different cocktails. Like, he comes on every once in a while. And does he's he fanta- do podcasts? Uh, does YouTube videos. I'm sorry. He posts his videos on Instagram to YouTube. Okay, gotcha. He doesn't do podcasts. Um I would totally recommend checking him out, like, if you're wanting to find out about cocktails. But he makes all his own stuff. He doesn't buy, I mean, like, he buys his bitters and all that kind of stuff. But simple syrups and all that, just make your own. It's so easy. Well, yeah, and I looked that up tonight. And the recipe I found was one part sugar to one part water. You heat it up until the water dissolves, or until the sugar dissolves. And you're done. Cool it down, that's it. You're done. Syrup. Yeah, it's easy. So, anyway, Angostura bitters, sugar or syrup. Whiskey, of course, whether that be bourbon or rye. Um, we here on a beer, bourbon, and barbecue prefer bourbon. Mm-hmm. And then <clears throat> typical garnish will be a cherry um, and usually an orange. Um, so that'd be an orange peel. Um, and then with varying degrees of how much of each of them, you can add extra stuff, extra flavors. Um, so the specific recipe that I've been using um and experimenting with is two dashes of angostura bitters either one ounce of syrup or one sugar cube one or the other uh two ounces of whiskey and then one cherry and then i don't really know how to quantify an orange peel but an orange peel where you kind of a healthy twist, a, a, healthy. a healthy orange peel thank you yeah not you don't want like full-on, like, pulpiness in the orange. You no. just want the outside of it. Yeah, it gives you don't it a, want any of the orange. It gives it a little sex appeal. Mm-hmm, it does. It looks cool. It adds an aroma to it. You break it, and you kind of bend it overneath the glass. You rub it around the edge. You drop it in there, and it, and it just makes it look handsome. And it's I have to say, the maraschino cherry, if you just let it sit, don't... Like, some people, like, want to dig that maraschino cherry out right away. 
if you just let it sit in there and that is the last thing you enjoy, it's like this flavor bomb mm. of the bourbon and the simple syrup and the cherry. It's just, oh, that's, yeah. that, I think that's my favorite part of the old fashioned. I agree with you, man. For sure. So let's make one real quick. Let's do it. So the first one I made, I used uh, syrup that I had that is made um, specifically for old fashions. I got this one for my birthday. As we just said, don't make it. Right. With. Well, but, I, I didn't go by it, but yeah. it's still good. It's kind of flavored with those cherry, orange, citrusy flavors kind of there. So it adds a little bit to it. So it's good. So that's what we use first. So this time I'm going to skip that and just use um, sugar. Okay. Instead. Cool. So let's do that. And we're back. We just finished making our amazing old fashioned. Thank you, Barkeep Alex. You're welcome, Kevin. This is a delicious old fashioned. Thank you. So we kind of mentioned before we we're using the Four Roses yellow label for this old fashioned. Um, when we were talking a couple nights prior about doing cocktails, you know what we needed and all that, we had talked about making it with uh, Evan Williams black label, and just for some reason, well, actually, a buddy of mine makes his old fashions with the Four Roses Yellow label and just wanted to switch it up a bit. I kind of want to find a more uh, different everyday drinker. I'm kind of ready to switch it up maybe. So <clears throat> I've, I've done some experiments with making old fashions specifically because that's what I have the ingredients to make. And I enjoy them. They're amazing. Um, they're they're fantastic. They're great. So I've been trying different bourbons slash whiskeys to use to make them. And what I found is more successful is kind of two different criteria. One is that the whiskey you're using doesn't have a ton of flavor in its own right. Okay. It can, but you're adding flavor by adding in the mixers. You're adding in that spice from the bitters. You're adding in that sweetness, that citrusy from the fruit. And obviously from the sugar, too. If you've got a base that is also very flavorful, it's all going to go together. And while it'll still be good, I, I, I think you miss out. Like, I would you either never... Need, I'd say you either need the whiskey to be the star, or you need it just to blend really well. Right. Like, there's two two boats. Yeah. Two classes. Because right now, we've got, we've got Eagle Ray on the table. I love Eagle Ray. It's got a lot of great flavors. Before we started the show, I had a little bit of the Four Roses Yellow label, and then immediately after, I had a little bit of the Eagle Rare. And just the difference in how much complexity there is into the Eagle Rare than there is in the Four Roses is is just crazy. But I would never make Eagle Rare into an old-fashioned because... I would punch you in the face if yeah, you don't took do my that. Eagle Rare and put it in an old-fashioned. No. I mean, like, we're just talking OG Eagle Rare. Yeah. You know, like, nothing special about it. I mean, it's special. I mean, it's special. It's special. But because there's so much complexity of flavor, it would get lost. Yeah. It would still be good, but it would get lost. And the Four Roses um, Yellow Label, this is the first time I've had it, and it's pretty good. I've heard a lot of people say they don't really like it. And I mean, it's it's a bottom shelf. It's cheap. But for as cheap as it is, it's smooth. It's got a, you know, it, it tastes like bourbon, and, and it's good. I believe but, Four Roses actually calls it their economy brand. Yeah, somebody there did call it that. I 
they that is a terrible thing no. garbage you shouldn't call something that if you're trying to sell it but anyway it works in an old-fashioned specifically because there's not a ton of complexity there it's good it's fine in its own right but there's room to add more to it yeah and so it makes a good base the other criteria that i found is good is something with a high proof because something with a high proof is still going to stand out um, once it's diluted down with the syrup and the ice especially. Um, you're still going to taste a good full-bodied bourbon. Whereas lower proof stuff, you might lose a little bit of that um, after it's been diluted down a little bit. You were using uh, Granddad 114, right? That one's been my favorite old-fashioned base so far. Mine's almost gone. I've probably got one good old-fashioned left in it. It'll be good for Thanksgiving night. Yes. Yeah, it'll be really good. Mm-hmm. After you've had some turkey, some mashed potatoes, and some oh, stuffing. Man. I don't think this will be out before Thanksgiving. I think it's just too much time. Mm-hmm. Just it, There's too much going on. Yeah, too much going on for Lucas right now. Um, but a post-Thanksgiving, like, maybe Christmas. It'll be another good time for an old-fashioned. Sitting on the couch, fire a blazing Christmas tree. Are you suggesting that you're going to set your Christmas tree on fire? (laughs) No. (laughs) We have a plastic Christmas tree. Plastic still catches fire. No, plastic melts. Oh my gosh. Anyway. Back to old fashioned. So, those are my thoughts. That's been my experience. Um... I I don't know. I, I I think I already said that this one that we just made here, um, we use just plain raw sugar rather than the flavored syrup that I have. And so far, I'd say if, if I'm averaging all of my experiences with making old fashions, I prefer just the sugar to the syrup. Hmm. Now, the ratios were a little bit different this time. Used a little bit more bourbon than I did last time. Yeah, my that my wife came purposeful. down. My wife came down to the bunker. We I told her we were making old fashioned. She's like, "Oh, I'd like to try that." She came down and so I added a little more bourbon go to go a little bit further. But I I think all in all, I prefer the sugar, the plain sugar, to the flavored syrup. What do you think, Kevin? I'm eating my old fashioned cherry bomb right now. It's the best cherry mm. you'll ever have. I think what we should do. Well, I'll come back to your question in one second. I think we should take some maraschino cherries and just make an old-fashioned and, like, pour all the cherries in it and just soak the cherries in it just so I can have the cherries to eat every once in a while. Like, when I don't want to make a full old-fashioned. Does that make sense? It's a great idea. Kind of, like, pickle the cherries in old-fashioned. Might have to look into that. I think you can actually do that. Then we can make that Buffalo Trace bourbon ice cream and put the cherries on that. Oh my goodness. With some Jim Beam maple brownies. Oh my gosh. While you're drinking an old fashioned. Actually, we're not even going to do Jim Beam. We're going to buy Knob Creek maple yes. brownies. Oh, maple. Oh my goodness. Like our heads would explode. <laughs> okay. So, I'm sorry, back up. Your question was, well, how did I feel about this? Which one do you prefer, with the syrup or with the sugar? I like the sweetness of the syrup. 
I just feel like it blends a little bit better. And I don't know maybe if that's just our proportions being off. I think it's that. I think it's that we use raw sugar rather than a simple syrup. Right. Um, so, you know, you, you mix it in ice. So that sugar isn't really dissolving that well. Right. No idea what percentage of the sugar is dissolving. But I'm sure we're, we're losing some of that sweetness. It was a little grainy, I felt. Yeah. And I feel like with the, sir- with the mixer, it's not as grainy. Um, I liked both of them. I'd like to try again. Well, we're going to try and make our own simple syrup at some point in time. We're going to do cocktails again, I guarantee it. Oh, yeah. Because there's so there's, many cocktails There's so there. many cocktails. There's so many different ways to make them and try them. Um, I mean, we could easily do at least one episode on just old-fashioned. Yeah. But I definitely liked it. I definitely think it's it's so good. Um, that cherry. I know, I know. <clears throat> I definitely think I'm going to get some old-fashioned... Angostura bitters and a mixer and just have it here at the house. Mm, it's, I mean, it, it's cheap. Yeah. Because, you know, the initial purchase isn't super cheap. I'd say a bottle of bitters is probably six, seven bucks. Yeah. If you're getting a flavored syrup and not making your own, it's another seven, eight bucks. But they go such a long way. Oh, yeah. Because you're not using that much. Yeah. Um, and so it's, it's so much it's nicer seven. than just drinking bourbon neat. Like, I, I don't get me wrong. I love drinking bourbon neat. Like, that's just my go-to. I like maybe occasionally a couple ice cubes in it and all that. But I just, sometimes I want something a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Mix it up a little bit. For sure. So, something we haven't talked about yet. Yeah. That, this is something that I've also experimented with that I feel makes a big difference. Is having um, fruit for the garnish. Oh, yeah. So, and specifically fresh fruit. So, um, I've seen some recipes where you have, you add a little bit of orange juice or orange bitters. Orange extract, I've seen too. Something like that, yeah. yeah. Um, versus having an actual orange on hand. And again, you're not using much, but what I found I like the best, and it actually is pretty significant, is you have a good fresh orange, you, you make the drink... So you mix all the ingredients together, you stir it up in ice, and then you pour that over top into a new glass, uh, ideally an ice ball or an ice cube, one big cube so that it doesn't melt as fast. Mm -hmm. And then over top of that, you peel the orange so the citrus kind of splashes into it and you kind of break it over top and put that in there. It, it's so subtle, but at the same time, so significant. I think the fresh fruit definitely adds something to it and it's just it's so good um i just heard i was listening to some other um podcasts where they're making cocktails and they said something about you know when you're picking out that fruit you always want to pick out the one that weighs the most you feel like it weighs the most because that's the one that's got the most juice in it and all that um don't go by the outside color you know, all the time. I mean, obviously, yeah, you want to make sure you're getting something that's ripe and all that. Right. But an orange should look orange. Yeah, yeah. Not yellow. Yes. So, it was just interesting. I think that it's amazing how much the fresh fruit adds to it. Mm-hmm. it I does. think that's the only downside of making old fashions is it just needs that orange. Yeah, that one's, it's hard to have <coughs> oranges on stock 
for your old fashions. And Buy that's, an orange tree. That's yeah, that would move be great. to Florida. There you go. That's what's led more to my experiments than anything else in having old fashions without the orange peel. Is that I don't feel like going to buy an orange, so I'm going to make it without it, and it's still good. But it you're missing out. I think that's the other thing we should look into at some point in time is just see what we can, what other old fashions we can make, like with different items in it. It'd be interesting to see. Mm-hmm. It'd be a great experiment. All right, moving on from old fashions, we're not going to switch to the Sazerac. That is my cocktail of the evening. Um, Alex, you've done such a fantastic job telling us about the old-fashioned. Now I'm going to butcher the history of the Sazerac. I can't wait to hear it. Oh, it's going to be fantastic. Um, Sazerac, probably one of the oldest cocktails um, out there. Um, I don't, well, I guess I will back that up. I don't know if it's the oldest. I just feel like it's the one that like is considered old. I don't know. It's it's one of the oldest. Yeah. If not the. So Sazerac is, I would say, the official cocktail of New Orleans. I mean, I I didn't know about Sazerac's. I mean, I knew about Sazerac, the company, uh, which owns Buffalo Trace. And I knew about Sazerac, the bourbon, that, or I guess it's not a bourbon, the whiskey, the rye whiskey they make. Uh, but other than that, I didn't know anything about it. Um, when we kind of talked about what we wanted to do for cocktails, I kind of threw out a question on Instagram like, hey, what's your go-to cocktail? And somebody said, do a Sazerac. And I was like, okay, that sounds interesting. Like, I have no idea what's in a Sazerac. I have no idea what to get for a Sazerac. I knew it was a rye whiskey. I wasn't a big fan of rye at the time. Um, Are you now? They're growing on me. I mean, I've only had one. I've only had it in Sazerac that we made last weekend to try. Um, but Sazerac, it's been around since uh, about 1850. Um, it's originally was made as a brandy before it was made as a whiskey. There's a Sazerac brandy from France, hmm. um, which is kind of that whole New Orleans history. Everything is kind of back to France. Um if you haven't been to New Orleans, I would totally recommend it. It's probably the best food in the entire world. Um, the food is fantastic. The music is fantastic. Beignets. Have you ever had a beignet? What's a beignet? A beignet is a fried dough pastry covered in powdered sugar. And I'm not talking like gently dusted. I'm talking it looks like it freaking snowed on the top of it. <laughs> That There's a amazing. place called Cafe Du Monde, which is like the best place for beignets. It's in um, Jackson Square, which is the French Quarter in New Orleans, um, where the floor is covered in powdered sugar because they put so much powdered sugar on it. Yeah. And they have coffee that they serve with it, and it's, the, it's so good. Hmm. We need a road trip. We do. That'd be fantastic. Maybe we'll take a road trip when the girls are ready to travel after the kids are a little bit older. We'll go take a road trip to the French Quarter. And we'll I have do a, a cousin lot. that lives there. You have a cousin that lives in the French Quarter? Mm-hmm. So we got a connection. Fantastic. Definitely not a place to stay, but I know somebody there. That's all right. There's enough. Like, we went there for our honeymoon. Now, it was five years ago. It was probably a few years after Katrina. Um, it was pretty cheap to stay. Like, we stayed for $119 a night, like, right in the French Quarter, though. Like, 
I got my car out once, and that was to go out of the French Quarter to some other place. Um, That's pretty cool. So it's New Orleans is a fantastic place. It's known for its food. It's known for its hospitality, the music, and all that. Bourbon Street, which I mean, I feel like we should do a podcast live from Bourbon Street. I feel like we have to. We'll just sit up on the corner of Bourbon Street. <laughs> um, but Sazerac, I mean, is the drink of New Orleans. Um, not very hard to make. Um, I do feel like the ingredients were a little bit out there, though. Like I, 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 Why don't you tell us what the ingredients were? So the ingredients for the right. Sazerac, um, sugar cube, a rye whiskey, Angostura bitters, uh, Picard bitters, which I'm hoping I'm saying right. Um, I'm sure I'll hear if I don't. Which, funny story about that, I went to uh, Total Wine & More here in St. Louis to go find those bitters. And I stood in front of the bitters for almost 15 minutes looking for them. I could not find them. I called a guy over to help me. He couldn't find them. Called the manager over there because they're like, we have them here. They're like sitting right in front of us the whole time. <laughs> it was um, – and Picard is actually a – I guess like a pharmacist. They called them apothecaries at the time back in the 1850s, which are like pharmacies now. Um he created these bitters to kind of help people get over illnesses. And when prohibition hit, they would make these non-alcoholic cocktails and all that kind of stuff. And he hired Sazerac, who is actually a real person, or maybe it's not. No, I think you're right. I think you're right. Not to verify, but I'm pretty sure you're right. To work at this pharmacy. I think if you go back to our Buffalo Trace antique episode, we kind of get into that a little bit, which I didn't connect the two of them at the time. Now it's like, oh my goodness, like it's everybody knows everybody in the bourbon world, which I feel is still true to this day. You got the beams and the dents. Mm-hmm. I mean, every distillery in Kentucky has either a beam or a dent or a somebody famous, you know, they're all intertwined. Um, and then Absinthe. I was, you know, like I had heard about Absinthe before. I've seen the movie Euro Trip, which is like, I watched it when I was in like in high school. Um, they call absinthe the green fairy drink because, like, if you drink enough of it, it, like, messes you up big time. Um, true absinthe, at least. I think up until the early 2000s, it was actually illegal to get it here in the United States because it's made with worm. Wormwood. Wormwood. Yes, that's it. Wormwood, which is, like, a hallucinogenitive drug. Really? Yeah. Like, it messes your mind. It makes you hallucinate. Huh. And one of the things you hallucinate is when you're on absinthe is you hallucinate a green fairy flying around. Next episode of Sauce and Beer, Bourbon, and Barbecue will feature at no. least one of us messed up on absinthe. I think we should call Lucas back for that one. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then you have the lemon peel, um, which is kind of your garnish for it. Um, and it's actually probably a very... Like, I feel like it's a very step-by-step drink that you have to make. Like You have to follow the steps in order to make it because if you don't, it just won't be as good. We tried making it last week, last weekend when we were planning out for this podcast in one glass, and it was a disaster. Yeah, we kind of butchered it. I mean, yeah, you, you got to have the equipment. Right. You really do because the steps in order why they may seem more for show – 
then for function make a difference. Yeah, big time. I really do. Big time. So you need two glasses. Um, right now we have two glasses in the freezer cooling down. Uh, we'll put some ice in there in a little bit to kind of get them a little bit cooler. Um, we're going to make our Sazerac drink in a shaker with some ice in it. Um, just very simple amount of bitters and sugars. Just kind of mix it all up with a muddler. Um, really break that sugar and the bitters down. Um, then we'll pour some rye in it. Uh, we have a Rittenhouse rye, bottled and bond. It's 100 proof. We're super excited. This has been a rye that Alex has wanted to try for a long time. So when I got into whiskey, I don't know why. The, I, I think it was the first podcast I listened to that talked about it, and this person just was all about Rittenhouse rye. And so it's just, it's been like, ooh, I want to try it. It's good. No, nothing, no comment. I need to try it. You've tried it already. I need to try it again. Okay, fine. We'll try it again. Um, it's really good for a rye. Um, <laughs> rye. <laughs> I, I, I have nothing against rye. I'm just... No, I get it. We need to try more. Mm-hmm. We just need to try more. But this is... I would beer, love to try this with bourbon a... Bourbon and barbecue. Well, Not yeah. beer, rye, whiskey, and barbecue. I would like to try a Sazerac rye. A baby rye. Baby Sazerac. It's like the Stag Jr., but not the antique collection. Uh, I see what you're saying. Um, so while that's while you kind of mix it all together, you take your other glass that's been in the refrigerator or freezer, and you take your absinthe and just kind of they they I've seen websites that say gently mist it with like a sprayer of absinthe, like just an ounce, or take it and just kind of coat the bottom of the glass and coat the sides of the glass with it and dump out the extra. Like you don't, it's not even part of the cocktail. Like it's just it's. To kind of prepare your glass. Yeah, you want the essence of absinthe. Yes. And then you do your lemon, um, just like you would an old-fashioned. You just want the peel of it. Um, and enjoy. We should try it. Let's try it. Let's try it. So we're going to take a quick break. We're going to make a Sazerac with a Rittenhouse rye. Um, and we'll be back. And we are back after break number two, making a Sazerac. And correctly I have to say, this time. Correctly. Last time. Sazerac one that we made last weekend was... Terrible. It was good. It was bad. It, but it was good, though. Like, for our first Sazerac, it was good. It was bad. But this is so much better. <laughs> uh, this one's great. I have to say, first of all, everyone needs to freeze their glass before yes. you make a Sazerac. Like, game changer. The right chilled there. glass was really, yeah, really nice. Um, and then get a good rye that you like. Um, I really like this Rittenhouse in it. I could care less for the absinthe. but I, I think, don't know if I notice it. I don't... Last time I could taste it. I feel like this time we, we definitely used way less absinthe. Because last time we didn't coat... Our glass. We just absinthe. poured it in. We there. poured absinthe in. It was a mixer. Yeah. And that was a mistake. This time, I think we used more sugar. 
because I'm getting a lot of sugar. I yeah. can actually do with a little less sugar and a little more lemon. Okay. And we did fresh lemon, mm-hmm. um, squeeze just a little bit yeah, it was of great. the rind in there. Um, I read something saying that you should get a little bit of the pulp from it in there. Just It adds a little bit of extra oomph to it. Um, but I really enjoy it. Like, I would say this is a fantastic... And I think the other thing, too, is make sure you get all your sugar dissolved in it. As much as you can. Like, I, I've been over here kind of just swirling my glass around trying to mm. get my sugar. And as I continue to do that, it tastes better and better each time. Yeah. I just don't know if it's possible with the proportions you're working with. What do you mean? I mean, I don't want to get too deep into chemistry, especially since it's been a while since I've studied chemistry. But there is a certain point to where a solid will not dissolve in a liquid. And I think we're kind of right around there where there's too much sugar for the amount of liquid that's in the glass. It's not all going to dissolve. Right. Especially since we're dealing with cold liquids. Right. Um, I love the bitters in it. Oh, yeah. The bitters are fantastic. I'd see. I'd, I'd almost want a little bit more bitter, too. Yeah. I feel like I'm getting, yeah, I feel like we use too much sugar. For amateur mixologists, bartenders that we are, I think this is a fantastic oh, Sazerac. Yeah. But I definitely think we need to go get a real Sazerac. I want to try a real one. Because a New, a New York Sazerac. No. A is New, that a thing? No. <laughs> a New Orleans. <laughs> I want a shrimp poor boy. Do you know what a shrimp poor boy is? Mm-hmm. A shrimp poor boy. A Sazerac in a beignet. Ooh. Sounds amazing. Oh, my gosh. We need to go to that one place. That one place. Broussard's. Yes. We need to go there. So, Broussard's is a Cajun restaurant here in Missouri, which you would think they can't have real Cajun. But it's probably the best Cajun north of the Mason-Dixon line. Um, It's in Cape Girardeau. What? Why are you (laughs) laughing? Mason-Dixon. It's the bottom part of Missouri. <laughs> it's just I haven't I haven't heard that since history class. Okay, so Broussard's fantastic, best etouffee. Ooh, oh man! Oh man, we need to go. Like there. I need Cajun food now with this. We need to go right now. It's closed. Damn it! So Sazerac Sazerac two is better than Sazerac one. Yeah, I was not expecting to like this. Yeah, just based on our last experience, yeah. which is why I say it was bad and nothing about it was good nothing about it was good Um, but this is really good um i like it because it's it's kind of like an old-fashioned uh-huh but it's it um emphasizes different things it is much more focused on the the spice from the bitters right um the it's a very spicy drink overall spicy a little drier yeah i mean it still has the sweetness because there's sugar in it um I, I really like it. It's really good. I, I I was very impressed with it. And the more and more I drink it, the more and more... I want another one. I, yeah, I do. <laughs> but we are having one more cocktail tonight. Um, we debated back and forth for a total of three seconds about whether <laughs> we want to do whiskey sours, which I've been calling all night sweet and sours. Sweet and sour. Which I guess I'm just sweet craving Chinese cocktail. food, too. That sounds good, too. Um, whether we want to do a whiskey sour... Or a hot toddy. And I just feel like with Thanksgiving this week, when you hear this podcast, it'll be after Thanksgiving, but Christmas coming up, the winter months, I just want a warm cocktail. Yeah, that makes sense. It's kind of cold in my house right now. A little bit. Um, I just want something warm and enjoyable. 
So we're going to make a hot toddy, a very simple hot toddy. Um, I looked up a recipe earlier. It's just hot water, some brown sugar, uh, some lemon juice, and a bourbon of our choice. What should we go with? Go with the Four Roses again. Go with... To keep it consistent. You can see the bourbon shelf over there. What do you think? I want to keep it consistent. Okay. I also want all of them. <laughs> all so, of them. So, the easier answer is, let's go with Four Roses. Okay. Just keep okay. on keep on that train. Um, and I always thought a hot toddy had to be mixed with, like, a tea. And I was surprised that it didn't. It... I mean, I've seen stuff where it says mix it with a tea. I'm looking at a recipe right now where it says mix with a tea, and I don't think you really need to. It Cinnamon would be stick, good, though. It would be good. Um, I've seen some with honeys in it, some without honeys. I believe it's medicine. I believe if you have a sore throat, they say drink a hot toddy. Really? Yeah. I'm going to try that. You should. We should definitely try it. We should try right now. We're going to. Okay. So we're going to take one last break. This is our last break for tonight. We're going to go make a hot toddy real quick. And we'll be back to try it live on air. Not that the breaks matter to you. No. Any of you it's listening. literally probably four seconds. It's less than that. But it's, I've listened to our breaks. Yeah. Anyway, let's take it. Don't go away. And we're back after making hot toddies. Very simple recipe. Yeah. Like hot water, two teaspoons of brown sugar, um, and about an ounce. You're supposed to do an ounce and a half, but I felt like we've had enough to drink tonight already. Um, just I did an ounce of four roses, um, some lemon juice. It says about a fourth of an ounce. I just squeezed a lemon. Um, and then a little bit of lemon zest in there. And then you mix it up with hot water. And it's fantastic. It really is. I didn't I didn't think. When it I was telling you about it, I was like, this kind of sounds dumb, but <laughs> yeah, I was like, this is gonna taste like hot lemon water or something you drink while you're sick, and it's gonna have no flavor. This will be my new sick drink. I mind too, because it's actually really good. I would drink this again whether or not I'm sick. I'm going to make this Wednesday, when I am out smoking a turkey, and it's like four degrees here. It'll be like 40 degrees, right. but, you know. Last year when I smoked a turkey, it was like, it felt like eight degrees. It was cold and raining the entire time. It was not fun. It was not enjoyable at all. Yeah, this would be great, though, for that. Yeah, I definitely think, you know what you should do? Take it when you go hunting next year. Yes. When you're sitting out on a tree stand... Or buy the tree in the ground. Yeah, this would be a very good. Although, I feel like I have, and I'm going to, in front of all of you who are listening, all five of you, there's more than that, I'm just kidding. Make Six. A, a rule. Yes. Seven. At least Lucas. <laughs> I will not hold an operating gun. <laughs> I, I realize, right after I've drank alcohol. <laughs> I realize as I said that, you know. I mean, I don't think an ounce of bourbon would. I'm not going to do it. Right. <laughs> but I'm just saying. 
Because I'm going to be saying that to the cops. It was just an ounce. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you're over the legal limit. I think the water dilutes it enough. Probably. Probably. It's good, though. It would be good for once you're back, and it's yeah. so cold outside. Uh-huh. This is going to be, a, I think, a holiday drink I will be making throughout the holidays. This would be great with a little bit of cinnamon. And that's actually one of the ones I saw where you could put a cinnamon stick in it. I just don't have any cinnamon sticks right now. Who has cinnamon sticks? I used to, but I used them for a recipe. Well, get more. I did it for like, have you ever done one of those crock pots where you like pour all the orange and the clove and the cinnamon in the water and you just like put in a little crock pot and just leave it? Yeah. What's that called? Potpourri. But, like, you don't actually drink it. You just turn it on and plug it. It uh, makes the house smell good. I'm thinking of something you drink. Oh, that's cool. I made so my cool. house smell good. From the song. Okay. Let's wind this down. We've had enough cocktails. We really You have. can probably tell from where we started to where we're at now that we're we're feeling it. I don't know. I think we handled it all right. I think we handled our alcohol If only very because well. we started off... At a pretty good level of, I don't want to say intoxicatedness, because I'm not sure it's a Buzzed. There you go. That's that word. Yeah. That's where that word fits. Um, I don't even feel that inebriated or any of that. Just I feel good. This is warming me up. I I like this. I like the... Comment on the podcast, scale of 1 to 10, how inebriated do you think Kevin is? Results next podcast. No one's going to do that. I'm going to do it. Okay. Comment on our Instagram pictures. I feel like a four. I feel like you're like a seven over there. By me. Okay. Picks of the week. Uh, Time for that. So you know it's the end of this podcast. Uh, Alex, pick of the week. So last night, my wife and I, Anna, we went on our... Last date night, pre-children. We're always going to have children, so that's ever. Man. You still have, like, four weeks. That's eight so weeks. permanent. Eight weeks? No. It four is weeks? four tops. Four weeks. I'm sorry. <laughs> what? I think you said eight earlier. <laughs> no. And I just based off what you I'm said. I'm very aware of how long it is until the due date. Okay, continue. We went on our, our final date night, and we went to dinner, and we went to a movie, and we saw... Murder on the Orient Express. Murder. 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 And it was great. It was an excellent movie. It was funny because we we went, we were going to go to a nicer theater, thinking that we'd be the only ones there because it was opening weekend for Justice League and Thor, and we thought we'd be the only ones there. We get there, and our show is sold out. Ours is the only show that's sold out. So we had to go hunt down another theater in the area with a later showing. We got there. Totally worth it. Very good. Very well done. The way it was shot. The story. I really want to read the book now. Um, Don't spoil it. I'm not going to spoil anything. Um, but if you like a, a a good mystery, it's a great mystery Agatha story. Agatha Christie is a fantastic oh, yeah. myth, mystery. Mystery, mystery writer. Mystery writer. It's, mystery writer. It's got some good humor. I'm surprised it's by well the cast. Acted. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah, it's got an impressive cast. Oh, yeah, it does. And Johnny they all Depp do in a great it? job. He is. He is. He does a great job. Everyone in that movie, whether you know their name or not, does a great job. Go see it. Awesome. Fantastic. My pick of the week this week is a very local place. Um, 
it is Mainstay Barbershop. It is where I go get my sweet haircut. Um, I've posted about them before on Instagram. Uh, shout out to Jared and Marco. I They probably will never hear this, but that's they okay. They might. Um, <coughs> they are some cool dudes. Um, I always feel really cool and hip when I go there. And I am not cool and hip. <laughs> like, there's no way. I teach fifth grade. Like, I am the biggest, geekiest kid ever. <laughs> um, but yeah, sweet haircut. I love their place. I've gone there now probably since the summer. Um, Alex, you've gone there too. I have. They're, they're awesome. Those two guys, they're super cool. They're great at what they do. They love what they do. Um, and It's like a traditional barbershop. Yeah. It's real like, nice. It's real small. It's by appointment only, so it's only cash you. only. Yeah, it's you, the other guy getting his haircut, and those two guys. They have just, beer in their refrigerator. That's yeah, always cool. It's awesome. So yeah, successful week for cocktails for sure. I definitely think we will be doing this again. January is coming up. Sure is. Um, we'll be doing it then, Alex. You're gonna need a drink or two by then. Oh yeah. We'll have a few more episodes in between now and Christmas. Um. The goal is two, maybe three. We'll see. Lots we'll see. to talk about. Yeah. Um, let's wind this down. How can people get connected to with us, Alex? Well, as always, until it changes, I'm on Instagram at... Not you. How can they get connected with us? Man, you only let me ever talk about me, so... Us, we still have an email address, and that email address is still hello at... Shop beer, bourbon, BBQ, one word, all of that, dot com. Um, email us. Let us know what you think, good or bad. We don't care. We just We've, like hearing from you. We had a, a phone call, like we said with Blake earlier. Like, that was a lot of fun. Like, it I was love, awesome. I love connecting with people. Yeah, it was like great. That. Yeah. It was great. We just, we just want to talk. We just want to talk to you guys. So let us know what you think. Um, if you have any suggestions, stuff you want us to try, stuff you want us to review, or just do some goofy experiment on. We'll do it. Yeah. We always need show to, ideas. For sure. Um, and well, show titles. Yeah. The well's starting to run a little thin on that. Well, it's not, but we're just not very creative. Yeah. Which is why we did what we did in the first place. Yeah. <laughs> Either way. Um, also, um, we've got some awesome shirts um, that Kevin's wife, Megan, great graphic designer, awesome looking shirts. They're, they're really cool. Christmas is coming up. It's coming up. Um, go look at all of those with... Um, at least one onesie, which I'm for sure going to look to get for my baby coming up. Um, look at all those at www.shopbeerbourbonbbq.com. And now it's my turn. Yes, now you can be selfish. Now I can be selfish. If you have any interest at all at seeing what I'm up to, um, you can find me on Instagram at the.alex. Uh, experiment and see what i'm up to I'm what sure experiment that, are you up to now um i just posted 45 45 and that was the cocktails we were talking about this evening cool um i'm sure the next couple of weeks will be primarily around um our new daughter so excited super excited but otherwise just see what i'm up to cool and i'm kevin you can connect with me on beer underscore bourbon underscore bbq um you can message us on there uh see what we're up to 
Lots of good content coming up. Um, you can find us again on Instagram. Uh, you can find us on iTunes. I'm sure we're on some Android platform. I don't we really know. should figure that out. You have an Android. I do. You can listen to us, right? I can. I've got an app called Podcast Republic. Um, I know there's a couple apps that connect to I don't know what, but that's just how they work. That's not our job to understand the technical. That's Lucas's job. That is his job. So we'll figure out where exactly we are, but I'm sure any most most podcast apps, um, it's on there. If you're listening to this, obviously you found us. You found it. Yes. Let other people know how. Yes. Um, again, check out that merch page. Uh, lots of good shirts. Um, with Christmas coming up, you know, or Hanukkah or whatever you celebrate. Anything. Yeah. Everybody loves a beer, bourbon, barbecue, t-shirts. <laughs> uh, check us out on iTunes. Give us a rating. We have one rating up there. We'd love some more. We'd love to see your feedback and all that. Hopefully five stars, maybe four stars. I hope not three definitely no two or one that'd make us sad well if you hate it let us know yeah let us know what we can fix um other than that alex any final parting words no happy thanksgiving hopefully you had a good thanksgiving because this will probably be out after thanksgiving yep um other than that don't forget to stay sauced on beer bourbon and barbecue
I want her more tonight than ever before in life. She asked me what's my mission. I said go on expeditions. Hear coyotes in the distance and get off my self-prescription. Who knew every night would feel brand new? Condition my heart forgot like shampoo. Live in the wild, no shampoo. I can take you there, done with the sunlight. Ready for the autumn air in the bed.